seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. This is your opportunity to leave now. Abandon all hope you enter. This show may not be for you. If you are easily offended, quote unquote, woke, and or triggered, it is recommended that you do not listen to this show. Our thoughts, opinions, and commentary come from a place of free will. Just because you are paranoid, does not mean they are not out to get you. Any and all complaints should be written on the back of a $20 bill and sent to us. We will be glad to address the issues. Welcome to the PS Universe. See you all on the other side. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? PS Universe. Happy Friday the fucking 13th. Everybody out there, welcome home to the PS Universe. Now, tonight... I know we would come back from break. It is, you know, brand new show. We're bigger, faster, stronger than all, but we're still missing one of our, our third legs, if you will. JD's going to be out for a little bit because he got some, um, you know, family issues to take care of at home. We'll get, he got, we got his back. You know, we're going to pull it through. We're going to show the world that we are here right. to communicate, have fun, share some right. laughs, tell some shit, talk some bullshit. You never know. Like I said, get them boots, put them on, pull them out tight because it's going to get deep tonight. Guess yeah, what's going on, brother? Yeah, we're going to get we're going to get balls deep up in this motherfucker tonight. Mm-hmm. And like right. I said, if you heard our recap show over the past couple months, you know that we got a new disclaimer. Our disclaimer is: if you're offended, you're listening to the wrong show. And if you make it this far, bless you. Because <laughs> right. I'm I'm tired of you know trying to wipe somebody's ass, hold their hand and all that. Oh, I don't want to offend them. And now, like I said, I remember back a long time ago, we started disclaimer because of one of our other members, um, get her done. But now he don't want any part of the group at all. He don't need part of the show. He don't want nothing to do with us. So I'm like, I don't want no disclaimer saying that. Oh, sorry. We offended you. Fuck that. If you were offended by what we got to say, like I said, you listened to the wrong show, but we are here to have open forum content, you know, Free will speech, you know, that's what we do here. If I'm if I may add on to that, um yeah. to the whole thing with get her done nineteen ninety, I went ahead and unfriended him because of the fact of the way he did our buddy JD. And then come to find out he got other friends that he's treated that way. And yeah. like and then he's then he's then he um um I don't know well fuck it. It's all gonna be put out there. Yeah, I, I, we, yeah, we ain't gonna we ain't gonna have no no podcast beefs up on here like rap battles and shit. But I do think it's kind of you know ironic that um, he couldn't leave the group, and I'm like anybody can go to a group and leave it. You just got to go into settings and like I don't want right. part of the group anymore and leave. But he wanted us to remove him from the group, and I'm like, figure it out. You join the group, you can leave the group. It's an open group, you know. There's no passwords to get in. There's no secret handshakes or none of that shit going right. on. But you don't even. I was, I was going to say this right quick. Yeah. He barricaded himself inside of a Walmart and said that JD had threatened him over a gaming computer. And the wow. track him down on camera to find out where he was is to escort him out. <laughs> Damn. So, yeah, I mean, I, I understand that people got issues in this world. But, um, you know, like I said, if you, want to be, if you don't want to be part of the show, you don't want to listen to our show, be part of the Phoenix Verse, that is your choice. That I have full respect for your choice. If you think we're a bunch of assholes, if you think we're misogynistic, if we're homophobic, if we're this, da-da-da-da-da, that is your right to say those things. Right. But that's not who we are. We're just a couple of folks 
having a conversation and, and speaking our mind. That's what it comes down to. And I want that for everybody. You know, right. and, I uh, might not agree yeah. with everybody, but I want that right. for everybody. I, I, I suggested to uh, I suggested to JD's on several occasions. I don't know if he, that, that he'll listen. I mean, you know what I mean, I don't give a fuck whether he listens or not because he's not friends with Chris no more anyway. But um, somebody needs to get get her done nineteen ninety uh, mental evaluation to see where his brain is, especially you know after what I just told you earlier about barricading yourself inside of a Walmart, right, and, right, you know other stuff. You know that he that he's done like taking off and running down the road from a church, you know, and crying for your mom. Yeah, dude. Yeah, is I'm, nuts. yeah, I'm, yeah. That's like I said, but that's, again, that's something for them to figure out. I have better things to look at in this life, you know. But that's just me. And like I said, it's all the time. You know, we come out from break, you know, and I say, don't call to come back. We've been here for years. And on that note, we're gonna lead off with this first song from LL Cool J and Mama said, knock you out. Take it away, LL Cool J.
P.S. Universe, what'd you think about that? That'd take you back. See, now, everybody thinks that, I, at least I know in my friend circles, that that song there is old school. I'm like, no, that's not old school. I'm talking about Rock the Bells, you know, I'm Bad, you know, I mean, I Need Love. I mean, you know, that's some, that's some old yeah, school that, LL Cool J. Old school stuff right there. Right. My hat's like a shark fin. You know, the man wore the Kango and they and made it popular, you know. I mean, LL Cool J, I mean, um, Samuel Jackson we know he rocked the, the furry Kango, but LL Cool J is the one that inspired everybody to wear the Kango. You know what I'm saying? Right. At least I think so anyway. But other than that, so JD won't be with us tonight, but he did come up with an idea over break about finding um, a lot of um, interesting, weird, funny stuff on the Internet. And it happened to be um, state laws. And we talked about this over break. And, but he sent us a list um, of these 10 state laws in North Carolina. Now, we all know that every state has its own unusual or unique laws, but I, I'm pretty sure North Carolina seems to be to win the prize for some of the strangest ones and strangest penalties. So if you're ready to begin, we got some of the 10 craziest laws currently on the books in North Carolina. Are you ready to go, Gashers? Let's get it. Number one, y'all check this out. It is illegal to borrow your neighbor's dog. Okay. <laughs> so, I know they go, into, they go into the statutes and they talk about a horse, a mule, um, a donkey, a dog, whatever, to borrow it, blah, blah, blah. And if, you, if, you, if your neighbor says no, you can't borrow the dog. And if you go take it anyway, it's, it's illegal to borrow the dog. But now, in my mindset, where I'm from, that is considered a crime. It's no longer borrowing. If you go take something from somebody else well, against your permission, that's called theft. That's not borrowing. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, I got the same mindset as you. Right. Now, we talked about this last night. So we had a we did our show last night, and I have went two months with um, pushing, you know, for better, you know, uh, um, technology, better equipment, better audio for, you know, a better listening experience for our audience. And last night, Big flow up, and I got to take full responsibility. But we're on tonight, and here's number two. And we talked about this last night, and it, we had a good conversation about number two. Okay. Oral sex is a class one felony in North Carolina. So, and they consider this they consider this to be a crime against nature. If any person shall commit the crime against nature with mankind or beast, he shall be punished as a class one felon. Oral sex is considered a crime against nature based on several case laws. Uh, I, I'm, the, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just spitballing. <laughs> if I'm going to live anywhere in the world, I don't care. I mean, I love America, but if I'm going to live anywhere in the world, you tell me it's illegal to get head? Fuck you. <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> no, but, but I'm going to say, I'm, I'm, I don't know if you heard me clear last night, but I said it, I said it last night, I said it again. Here, lizard, lizard. Here right lizard. here, lizard, lizard. Right, that's what I'm talking about. But <laughs> now, it, like they now, it's because the way they word it is: if any person shall commit a crime against nature with mankind or beast, he shall be punished. So now, can a woman get her pussy licked and not be a felony? I, I'm just asking because that's the way they got it worded: is he shall be punished. I know we play the pronoun game nowadays, and I'm pretty sure some of these laws, you know, are outdated or you know, back in the day, whatever and shit. So they weren't worried about, you know, gender equality and pronouns and who not to offend or whatever and shit. But I'm just asking, if a woman was to go get her vagina just smack, smackety, 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 
is it illegal? That's, you know, I, I'm just asking a general question because that's the state I want to live in because, you know, I, I like eating pussy. I've always had. It's just something that's hey, always been one of my things, club. you know. Hey, pussy looking club. Hey, party over here. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just saying, if I got to live anywhere in the world where well, you tell me I can't lick on a pussy, I, I'm sorry. I don't want to live there. I don't. Well, I don't want to live there. Look at it this way. Take me to jail. I'm, I'm still Take eating. Me my Lock me up. Like y'all never been in the shower and the and the suds walk down the back of the crack of his ass and he's like, ooh, oh, I'm just fooling y'all. <laughs> I love that movie. I love that movie. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. That shit cracks me up. Now, um, number three, I understand, and I'm pretty sure this is a old one because we talked about it last night. You should have to keep a detailed record of every cotton sale you make for at least a year. So I, I asked last night the same question. How many people are actually selling cotton nowadays? Unless you own a sheep farm or some kind of gin mill, whatever. How many uh, folks in North Carolina right now are producing cotton? And okay. I'm not just talking about, you know, like, you know, you know, picking cotton or, you know, bales. Yeah. How many folks are actually have a, you know, a gin mill where you can produce, you know, um, our uh, argyle sweaters, you know, lanolin, you know, sheep's wool, you know what? How many people out there have that? So why there should well, that be a, a regulation or law for everybody? Because if I'm just regular Joe Schmo living down the road, I'm not selling cotton. Why not? Why do I need to have that law? But um, I understand uh, that that's something they did for you know right. in economics or you know their own state laws or whatever and shit. But right. I was like, you got to be kidding me. But yeah, yeah, Rev, Rev, I may ask this question. Okay, that um tax for cotton sale law, whatever you're talking about. Um, who knows? It could be you know Amish folk that live in North Carolina. That could go towards them, the Amish. Oh yeah, well yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you know that's that's a very good point. I'm glad you brought that up. That's that's a very good thing. But I was just thinking that, I mean, laws are usually made to govern a group of a lot of individuals. Right. So this seems more like targeted towards a um, industry more than it is individual. If, if you, if yeah. You so yeah, you're you're right. The Amish, yeah, I, I can see the Amish getting involved in you know, um, you know, making lanolin or making sweaters, you know, using um, wool, you know, cotton stuff like that. So yeah, that, that's a very good point. Yeah. Yep. Now, in this day and age, for the past you know eighteen, nineteen, twenty months, whatever you want to call it, everything's always been about wearing the mask you gotta wear two masks you gotta wear a triple mask you gotta wear a face shield i mean you gotta do these things you gotta cover your mouth you gotta it's it's all that's been for the past you know let's say year and a half but apparently there is a law in north carolina right and it is illegal to hold an organizational meeting while wearing a mask so does that contradict what's going on now because they do mask mandates now So if you have to wear if you have to wear a mask according to the government, are you allowed to have an organizational meeting? Right. I, I was going. I was going to say, especially with the lambda and delta variants going around. Or oh, no, it, don't 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 throw it on the delta variant. No, no, don't we 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 gonna hold that for the end of the show because yeah, well you know I, I always got thoughts about that bullshit. Right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but like I said, but for the past year and a half, it's always wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask. But it's illegal to wear a mask and hold a organizational meeting in North Carolina. 
And I'm like, well, that kind of contradicts, you know, their state law. But does federal law supersede that? There's a good question for you. But oh, we're going to let that. We're going to put a pin in that. We're going to put a pin in that because we got one coming up that another one that <laughs> triggers my my funny bone right beneath my nutsack. <laughs> right. Number five. It is illegal to have sex in a hotel room if you are not married. And it's also illegal to lie about being married. What they say is opposite sexes occupying the same bedroom at a hotel for informal purposes, falsely registering as a husband and wife. Any man and woman found occupying the same bedroom in a hotel room, public inn, or boarding house for any immoral purpose or any man and woman falsely registering as or otherwise representing themselves to be husband and wife in a hotel room, public inn, or boarding house shall be deemed guilty of a class two misdemeanor. Ha, huh, that's a lot of that's a lot of words coming out of my mouth. Yeah, but, that's a lot so, of that's a lot of like how can I put it? That's not that's just, that's a mouthful right there. That's enough to throw somebody for a loop. But um, right, so I also said this last night. Um, I said that um, how like if you're a couple and you say you go you go uh, rent a, a hotel room somewhere, you know, at somebody's day in Wyndham Suites, wherever um, in North Carolina, how are the hotel staff gonna know uh, unless they really just walking around met with a housekeeper and walking around Megan having to hear a couple of thuds and thumping in the bedroom or put cameras in the bedroom, which technically that's voyeurism, right? Well, I mean, that's also, um, uh, what's not voyeurism. It's the illegal spying, you know, I mean, that they got laws against, you know, putting cameras in hotel rooms, surveillance devices, recording devices. That's illegal. So, but now my, my question is, like I said, I know this probably goes back to some outdated, you know, rules they had in North Carolina because it states that, uh, opposite sexes, Occupying the same bedrooms for a moral purpose. Now, what about the same sexes? What if two girls decide to go to a hotel room and and have sex? Is that illegal? Because now now they don't have to say they're married, but they're not opposite sex. Two guys go in there, same thing. If a whole group of people go in there and want to have a wham damn bam orgy, balls deep in the in the cooter, in the booty hall, in the mouth, wherever they want to have it is, and none of them married. How the fuck are they going to know unless they are spying on them? Right. You yeah, know? I mean, like, you know, you, know, you can't stop that. Like, I, I, so that law, you know, right there is, how can I put it, not only redundant, but that law is also infringing on people's rights to, well, you know, to freedoms. I, you know what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, okay, but now, so let me let me um do the devil's advocate here, because I, I I'm almost certain that they set up this um this law for you know prostitution rings, you know, or you know the idea of a man taking a, a prostitution prostitute to a hotel room and having daytime sex, you know, afternoon delights. So I'm pretty sure that's why this was set up. But you right. would think automatically if you see a woman, a man and a woman show up and they want a hotel room and they say that we're married. How are you going to know unless you check the marriage certificate or right. on the other devil's advocate? If a man shows up with a woman and says, oh, I just need a hotel room for half an hour. You know damn well they're not married. They're going to go get balls deep in some pussy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's what their purpose is, is for immoral purposes. But I understand, like I said, I understand they do these things, but. 
ain't nobody. I don't. I really don't believe anybody's enforcing these laws. But then again, I don't know because I don't live in North Carolina. Right. Who knows? You know. Right. Now Unless number six. Yeah, Graham. number six. I right, go ahead. No, go ahead. What were you going to say? Unless you said it at Lindsey Graham. <laughs> turtle. Ninja Turtle. Or is that all? Or, or is that that's McConnell? Okay, that's Ninja Turtle. <laughs> yeah, um, number six, I understand why they have this law, but once again, who's enforcing it and how do you know who's breaking the law? Because right. it is illegal to sniff glue in Huntersville, which is any kind of inhalant, contact cement, you know, super glue, you know, whatever. I understand to protect people they and and you know include these laws but how are they going to know if someone's at home sitting behind closed doors huffing some butane some freon some contact cement some crazy glue how are they going to know these things right unless somebody's being a snitch and dialing 911 right right or they're being spied on or monitored through their technical technology devices i mean that's the only thing i can figure but again are they going to enforce these laws are they going to bust the door down and go you going to jail you huffing brasso I, I don't think so. I, I really don't believe they will do that. I think, like I said last night, I think uh, I think whatever local North Carolina Police Department, be it North Carolina State Police Department or um, any type of local police department or uh, sheriff's office in that state probably got bigger fish to fry than to worry about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bigger fish to fry because number seven. <laughs> That's what we talked about last night. We cracked the hell up on this one. <laughs> it is against the law. To not pay taxes on any illegal drugs you deal. <laughs> wow. So, and, and, and it reads, an excise tax is levied on controlled substances um, possessed, either actually or constructively by dealers at the following rates. And it reads like right. this. At the rate of 40 cents for each gram of fraction thereof, Harvested marijuana stems and stalks that have been separated from are not mixed with any parts of the marijuana plant. So basically, you take your wheat, or people take the wheat, and they, you know, pull the buds off the stems, they put them in baggies, and they sell the marijuana, you know, the buds. And so it's 40 cents a gram tax. And I also have a rate of $30.50, or $3.50 for each gram of the same thing if it's um, under... Subdivision of this section. So basically, you're going to charge someone $3.50 tax on a 20 gram, on, on, a, on a gram that costs $20. You know, I'm like, but what God, but $3.50, right? Right, $3.50. So what God-fearing dealer is going to go, oh, I just sold me a, a dub. I need to go pay my taxes on this shit. <laughs> I don't fucking think so. Yeah. But, he, but now, if he don't pay a taxes on that dub, that's illegal. Not selling the drugs themselves, just not paying the taxes on them, on said drugs. So, basically, either you're going to, basically, be like, hey, I'm going to pay my taxes on my sold drugs. You can go to jail that way, especially if weed is still illegal in North Carolina. Or right. if you don't pay taxes on your on the type of drug that you sold, be it weed or whatever, you're still going to jail. So basically, you're doubly fucked. Oh, now, same thing, because now it goes on so to cocaine also, because they got a $50 tax for each gram. Then again, if you sell selling by the weight, now it's $200 for each gram. So I'm like, again... 
I got my, you know, Joe Schmo drug dealer on the on the corner selling me right. a gram of coke. And down at see now down in Florida, a gram of coke's only twenty dollars, right? The right. depends on who you know. You might pay thirty, but it's only you know twenty dollars. How are you going to charge someone fifty bucks tax on a twenty dollar bag of coke? That it, I'm, and again. I don't know any God-fearing drug dealer that's going to go say, well, I just sold me a couple of dime bags of Coke. I'm going to need to go pay my taxes on that shit. I don't fucking think so. He's going to go, he's going to re-up and buy some more Coke so he can go sell more Coke to make more money. Yeah, I'll go, right. If I'm, if I'm a drug dealer, I'm going to go to my, uh, whoever's over me, whoever's got the supply, right? Yeah, my re-up man. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, like whoever, the regular person that keeps the main supply coming in, I go to them. Buy my supply, and then whatever I sold from the last supply that I sold, you know, give them their commission, and then keep the rest of the money in my pocket. I believe that's how it works, right? That's what that's what that's what it's supposed to. And you kick a little bit of money to your runners, to your uh, lookouts, and everything like that. You know I mean, everybody gets a little cut of the share. So why does right? the government feel they need to get have their their cut of the share for a legal activity such as selling <laughs> cocaine on the street corner? Unless they're doing, unless they're doing a legal activity themselves, be like, hey, let me get a little. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, ain't no lie about that one, brother. Ain't no lie about that one. Now, <clears throat> now they want to go after the old folks also, because number nine, it is illegal to serve alcohol at a bingo game. <laughs> now, I, I understand the concept because, like I said, they were told about this last night. I'm pushing half a century, so I'm going to be looking myself to get involved in some bingo game because I've seen what they do in there. They they get like WWE style up in there. They get they get wild, blue hair flying everywhere, blue hair, blue hair, bingay, and you know some ARP going off on that motherfucker. No, so I'm waiting to get up on there. So I understand not selling booze to old folks during the bingo game, but I when I read onto the actual law itself, what it is is if you have a um uh organization or a meeting place. You know, VFW Hall, Bingo Hall, church, whatever it is, you're not allowed to serve alcohol um, um, while they are gambling. And they consider bingo as gambling. So even if they had like a poker game or a blackjack game or roulette, whatever, you're not allowed to sell, sell alcohol. So I, I understand why they made that law. But at the same time, how many folks don't get drunk and go there or sneak right. drinks up in there? You right. know what I'm saying? People that do it all the time, like you know. You gonna tell me that? Yeah, you gonna tell me that some old lady, some old man ain't sneaking some bottle of gin in their purse and shit? Come on, man. Hey, that's people that do it. Like I met a lady here a, a few days ago, right? And um, she bought her can of beer and she kept her can of beer in her purse, or had like a little thing that had like a little holder for it, and right. opened a beer. She kept her beer in her purse, um, not open, but like. You know, the one that wasn't open to keep them in her purse, keep them cold, and then she would get them out once you get to the bus stop and just sip on them. I did. See, that's what I'm saying. So, now, number 10, I, I'm still shaking my head over this. We talked about this last night. Um, number 10, that's like, it, 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 it takes the cake, literally, because stealing over $1,000 of grease is a Class H felony. And what they consider that is waste kitchen grease. Uh, it's called the Waste Kitchen Grease Unlawful Acts and Penalties. And right. it reads like this. It shall be unlawful for any person to do any of the following. Take and carry away or aid in taking or carrying away any waste kitchen grease containers or the waste kitchen grease contained therein, which contains container bears a notice of that unauthorized 
removal of said container. Yeah, I, right. I hate legal mumbo jumbo because they throw everything in there. Right. It, it is also illegal to place a label on waste kitchen grease container, knowing it is owned by another person who claims ownership of said container. Any person who violates Section A of this section shall be penalized as follows. If, <laughs> if the value of the waste kitchen grease container or the container and the waste kitchen grease container therein is $1,000 or less, it shall be a Class 1 misdemeanor. Now, on the other side of the tone, if the container or grease is more than $1,000, now it's a felony. So I'm looking at this, and I'm like, they really made that a lot. Then I started asking myself, right. now, me, I'm a Southerner. When we cook bacon, we save our grease, all right? Well, um, that's pretty much what we save. Just we don't save our, you know, our hamburger fat grease or anything like that. I'll save my bacon grease because it's good to cook with, you right. know. So I don't know anybody, and I knew a lot of southern cook, southern cooks in this world growing up all, all my life, and I don't remember if anybody had a thousand dollars of extra grease just laying around. And if said, and if and if they did, how can you put a value on waste grease? Right. That, that's my question. How 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 can they put a value on? Say you cook up, you know, a couple pounds of bacon. You got some grease left over in a you know coffee cup or a, you know pot, whatever and shit. Uh-huh. How can you put a price value? Hey, is this thousand dollars? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it, it's amazing that I I see these laws and right. I'm like, so if someone came into my house and took my bacon grease and put a label on it saying it's their grease. That's illegal. But if if it's under a thousand dollars, it's only a misdemeanor. But over a thousand dollars is a felony. How are they gonna know it's worth a thousand dollars? Right. I mean, unless they're taking that cooking grease and say like you got somebody that's doing some shady business for somebody's um, transit company or school bus company that uh, allows our buses to run on stuff like that. That because you know you can use. Bacon grease and chicken grease and stuff like that turn into like a biofuel. It's like a well, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Now, see, yeah. now, so, but I mean, but uh, now again, the idea is you have to walk into their place of residence and remove said container and said grease. Now, isn't that also breaking and entering? Yeah. Isn't that burglary? <laughs> isn't that like, in a, yeah. I mean, a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars. That's that's two brand new TVs. You right. know what I'm saying? So wouldn't that be the same equivalent and it's still in my Xbox and my TV as right. still in my bacon grease? I, right. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. But it's yeah. illegal to remove the grease, but yeah. it's not illegal to break in the house. Come on, man. Hey, because like you you going into all other realm, like you just break the house, break it somebody's house to steal their grease. If they can put right. a value for thousand dollars on that, means you adding on that plus breaking and entering plus whatever other charges. You can add on that, like including trespassing, because you had to go up on a person's property, just to go on a person's house, just to steal the grease. Can you imagine the insurance claim? Can you imagine saying that my house just got robbed? Or what they take? Well, they took my 42-inch TV, my Xbox, my stereo, my laptop, and I had a jar of bacon grease on the stove. Yeah, can you imagine if they tried to claim that on the insurance? Can right. you imagine? <laughs> right. Hey. Hey, I probably hey somebody probably already has probably done it. I mean, I don't know, but there's probably been somebody out there that's done it. And I'm pretty see now that that's a very good point because otherwise they wouldn't have these kind of laws. Now, right? 
before we get going going to our next break, let me ask you this question real quick. So now, what if you borrow the bacon grease? Is that illegal? No, because he borrowed it. Some people want to borrow some sugar, even even. But you want to borrow some ketchup? <laughs> what if I going to borrow my milk, my bologna, my chips? What? I'm, I'm right, right, right. Hey, can I borrow your drawers? No, <laughs> mother, get out of here. <laughs> you know, uh, God damn it, God damn it, man. Now, um. I watch a lot of documentaries on like movies and entertainment shit like that. And right. the past few weeks, I've been watching a lot of these, um, like grindhouse genre movies, um, uh-huh. you know, um, type movies, whatever. And I found one the other night. It was cut into, It's called Not Quite Hollywood. And right. in the like late '80s, early '90s, there was a huge explosion of Australian exploitation movies, and um, pretty much everybody in Australia made a movie. With blood, guts, gore, sex, you know, the whole nine yards. So there was a whole documentary on this. But what caught my fascination was at the beginning of the show, they played this theme song. And I and I swore on my everything that I know as a music lover that it was ACDC. But it wasn't. It was a band called Rose Tattoo. And the song was called Don't Break Me. You know, and I'm like, and I wanted to play that for everybody because that's how I feel about it. You know, people try to take away our identity, try to you know make us quiet, you know, try to you know make us somebody to who we who we are not. You know, right. so I wanted to play that song for everybody. So let's go ahead and roll that real quick, and we'll be right back after this song, y'all.
Rev, you ever heard of the? You ever heard of a movie called The Revenant? The Revenant. Yeah, oh, yeah, I have. Oh, I was going to ask you about this. Um, hang on a second, real quick. Okay. PS Universe. That is what I'm talking about. That's the. I could have sworn that that sounded like ACDC, but no, that's called Rose Tattoo. If y'all want to see the song, y'all go check it out. It got other songs out there, and they're from the um, the 70s and 80s, and then. I'm starting to listen to it myself. But other than that, what I was listening to, um, looking for some songs the other day, I came across this artist, and I'm I'm going to ask you about this, Gashers. Um, you know a guy named Charles Bradley? Charles Bradley. Might have heard of it. He's a gospel singer. Okay. Okay. Well, he did a cover song for Black Sabbath Changes, and I was like, holy shit, that is freaking awesome. He did it in a bowling alley because it's got good acoustics and all that. But he yeah. did the song really beautiful. Now, I, now the original song themselves uh, is one of my favorite songs by Black Sabbath Changes. Now, um, Ozzy had redid it with his daughter one time, and then it did a duet, did a really good job. But it's Charles Bradley. I mean, he he put like you know, it sounded almost gospel, it's like bluesy. And I'm like, well, that's where I try I try to tell people this for years that Black Sabbath actually was a blues rock and roll man, not about Satan, you know, and um, promiscuity and you know the downfall of you know morals and everything no they actually were um, a blues band but ever you know in England and all that same thing with Led Zeppelin you know I consider them more um, blues rock than you know just rock and roll right. but when I heard this dude sing the song I'm like he put so much passion and soul in the song I'm like damn that was just freaking awesome and the right. was, I mean like I said it was in a bowling alley so you had all this open area and it was just it sounded just I mean just 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 beautiful just beautiful Right. Oh man, like I said, it, it's been a hell of a ride. Um, sitting on break, and it's like still, you know, putting out show after show after show. And I go back and listen to our shows from three years ago, and um, a lot of that shit we did back then. I mean, it was just fun. It was just fun, and that's what I want us to get back to: having fun, and you know, talking shit, and, you know, putting some words right. out there, put some messages out there. You know, like I said, I was always against the idea of um. You know, selling ourselves out to make money because myself, I'm not in it to make money. I'm here to share a message, have a conversation with everybody out there. And just like my co-host, I invite everybody to come in. You can leave us comments. You can contact us on the Facebook page. VSU got this. If you want to be on the show, send us your Skype information. We'll get you on here. We'll have a conversation. If you got something you want to talk about, get up your chest. You want to rant. You want to bitch about us. That's cool, too. I'm, I'm all about having a conversation, you know. Well, I didn't get her done in 1990. Oh, God, not him. Can you can you imagine to get him on the show and find out what actually triggered him to not like us anymore? And I'm like, I, I'd be curious. But and then again, I'm not going to waste my time trying to figure those things out. That's for him to figure out. You know, I know why I like the show. I know why I don't like our show, because sometimes it gets kind of um our technology or our technical equipment, you know, goes funky, whatever. And I see all these other, you know, big name podcasters and video people out there. They got this high end equipment. We can't afford those things. We got to get by what we get to get by with. So we try to put out a good quality show. But at the same time, our content is about a free speech, free message, free will. You know, that, um, you know, things that, you know, we can share with everybody. Right. So, yeah. Uh, you ready to go into your segment, or you can go? Oh, yeah, I can go into my segment, right? Oh no, yeah, we're going to go into. Uh, we all talk about this last night. Um, Rob has um, been working out there uh, at a place for a while, and um, but forever he's always been um, taking you know city buses 
and you know different um transportation units and everything like that and he wanted to have a conversation about that and he did last night and i want to give him a second chance to have the rant about the bus system so go ahead brother break it down all right so yeah and i said last night i've been riding um our transit system here transit authority of river city or tark ever since my childhood i can remember the glory days um where you can get a bus and like 10 to 15 minutes or less you know buses were very high frequency then again you know we had some some bus lines that only ran certain times of the day and you had bus lines that ran like every 45 minutes or an hour sometimes hour and a half depending on the day of the week you know i was fine with that but this right here i feel like the service at tark has gone down considerably and I don't like it, you know. Um, and I, I um, credit the last administration um, with the. I mean, even though that guy was got him, got him some shit, you know. Right, he got him. Yeah, he got some water. Administration for um, helping to spearhead a major project that brought uh, bus rapid transit to the state of Kentucky. I use bus rapid transit today because it saves me time on getting to work. Now getting on to the other side of things, the bad. It's been a couple of times where I be out at work. I get off at five o'clock in the morning. I work six thirty to five, right? Right. And the bus doesn't show, and I have to wait till like almost seven o'clock in the morning. And then when I get home, I have to try to see how much sleep I can get before I have to get up and get ready for work again. Yeah, rinse and repeat. You know? So it's like, you know, it's like um. A yin versus yang thing, you know. I I love Tark. I've been I've been I've loved Tark for years, but I feel like they need to get it together. And I feel like um, Carrie Fisher should I mean not Carrie Fisher, but Carrie Butler. Sorry, Carrie Butler should do more than just get out here and just do a hiring campaign for drivers. Actually, you know, show us what she plans on doing. You know. Instead of just telling us, show us what show us what she plans on doing with this uh, transit company to get it turned around back to what it once was. You know, yeah. otherwise, uh, in other words, in five years, I don't see Tark existing anymore because of the fact of you know people, a lot of people ain't gonna want to ride it, and we cannot raise our fares anymore to get any more revenue out of the people thanks to a rule that was set back in 1974. Yeah. Now, um, two things real quick. Um, you did mention last night that um, they they had a um, you said you reached out to them and the thing they gave you was um, they're short on drivers. Yeah. And um, so yeah. people aren't really applying for the job or they're not you know bringing people in for new drivers or whatever. So they they're stretched out pretty thin on drivers. And yeah. from what you told me last night was there's some people that you know feel that if they become a bus driver they'll get laughed at. Yeah, and yeah, then I, I said uh, yeah, I did say that. Yeah. And I was like, you know, people got to get that out of their mindset because you get a job, you get a job to, you know, pay bills, take care of your family, you know, provide necessity for your lifestyle. So it doesn't matter what you do for a living as long as you get a paycheck. Like like Rob himself, he works at the Amazon Fulfillment Center and he drives, you know, three, four, three, four hours away. And I know there are a lot of folks in this world that think that Amazon is part of the, you know, Socialist Communist Party. But at the same time, he's making a paycheck to pay his bills and take care of, you know, his necessities for his lifestyle. So, I mean, for anybody to sit there and go, well, I ain't going to work at no bus. I ain't going to be a bus driver. I'm going to get laughed at. No, you're going to make a paycheck 
to provide for your family and provide for your lifestyle. That's what it's going to come down to. Right. Right. And, you know, um, you can be out there, be out there on that bus, especially if you only bust out the pubs for up 10 to 15 hours. But at least you get to sit down, you get to see the sights and you get to deal with people from all walks of life, you know? Yeah, I know, like I said, devil's advocate, like I said, I also know their stress situation because some come, some patrons are, you know, assholes, um, disruptive and, do, you know, do wild stuff, whatever. Oh, yeah, but now, yeah. you know, now yeah. the second thing I want to talk about is also you said that, you know, people will stop using that bus. I don't think that people, I think that the transit authority, I mean, no matter where you are in this world, has, you know, the mindset that, well, we don't care what you think because you're going to use this no matter what because you got to get from point A to point B. So, I mean, do you really think people will actually stop riding the bus to get to their jobs because that's the only way they can? I mean, do you think they actually would stop using the bus? Uh, we here in Louisville. Okay, let's go about um, Uber and Lyft. Y'all, do y'all have that down there? Uh, not, no, where I live in, in, in down in Georgia, we don't have that. But where I grew up in Orlando, we had the Tri-County Transit. So we had, you know, buses that ran three different counties. And we had the express bus to go on the highway. So we had, you know, I know the bus system because I grew up on that same kind of thing. The question I'm asking is this right here. All right. Did you, have you ever heard of Uber and Lyft, you know, or was like people? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. We got Uber. Yeah, we got Uber and Lyft. Yeah, we got those things. Yeah. With Uber and Lyft coming up in the world, that's why I say people may stop using the bus. The bus is going to start running on time. This might have to, even though it's going to cost them a little more, pay for an Uber or pay for a Lyft just to get where they need to go. Just because they feel like an Uber or a Lyft is going to show up quicker than the bus would. And that's bad. That's why I'm I, getting I, I'm, And I'm glad you brought that up because, well, I actually want to get into that topic because me and my lady had a conversation um, uh, about a month ago. About the Grubhub, the DoorDash, Uber, Lyft, the whole nine yards. But I want to hold that thought for a minute. And we're going to take a break for another song out there. Because Gash Clay put up a list. And um, he turned me on to this one song. And I, I know who they are. But I really haven't heard this song in a long time. And I want to share with everybody else out there. It's George Clinton and, the, and you know, Parliament Funkadelic. And it's called Flashlight. So we're going to let that play for a little bit. And we're going to come back and we'll talk about Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash, and Grubhub. Y'all, we'll be right back. Thank you. 
It's in the birth. Did y'all get funky with that? I know I got funky with it. Get your funk on. Man, I'll tell you what. That's some good shit right there. Well, like I said, right before the song started, uh, about a month ago, me and my buddy had a conversation, and, and it went sort, sort of like this. I mean, everybody's on the, you know, I guess the upswing of, you know, Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, you know, Grubhub, you know. I, I get all that. But when I was a kid, it was always taught to me, always taught to me, don't take rides from strangers, right? Now, right. also, now you got people that will come pick you up and take you somewhere and take your money to get you said places, and these are complete strangers, and this is all done through technology. Now we got people that will bring us our food that we have no idea who the fuck they are, but we trust them 
do not either poison our food, spit on our food, nut on our food, do anything wrong to our food. So we got strangers, strangers bringing us our food. Not only do we got strangers making our food for us, we got strangers bringing our food to us. And I'm like, how ironic is it that when I was a kid, it was always taught, you know, don't take bribes from strangers. Don't take strangers. Don't take candy from strangers. You know, don't take anything from strangers because, um, you know, beware the Greeks, you know, presenting gifts, you know, that kind of deal. So, but now in this day and age, it is like, you know, common knowledge or common, you know, uh, um, happening, a common thing just for anybody can show up at your door and bring you food. And you never know if said driver was hijacked on the way there and now you got some maniac at your door. Hey, here's your Chinese food. Also, give me all your money. But then again, they could show up, hijack an Uber driver or hijack a DoorDash person, take my food, come to my house and go, here's your Chinese food, pull a gun out and go, Give me a bacon grease. You know what I'm saying? They can do that. But then right. again, I'm in Georgia, so it's kind of illegal to steal my bacon grease. Uh, right. But yeah, I, I think it's ironic that I grew up in a day and age where talking to strangers, taking rides from strangers, taking gifts from strangers was a no-no. But now it's like, you know, just a common a common theme. And it's right. acceptable. And I and I and I I do get it. I do get it. But uh and I I I'm on. Uh, I'm always on the fence about you know technology versus um, the uh, outcome of how people can use it for the wrong reasons. So, but right. I do enjoy the idea that there is a alternate service besides the bus and taxis, which is Uber and Lyft. And now we also got instead of store um, restaurants that don't deliver, we can actually get food delivered to us. You know, I, so I do appreciate those things. I, I do appreciate it. But at the same time, someone can use that technology or that situation, the system to come rob me or take something from me. <laughs> so I, it's always that just beware of what's going on. You know, that's the whole idea. What's going on out here in the world, you know, because like I feel I, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, anything can happen to anybody. Like I was going to say Uber and Lyft now got it to where. The driver has to register the license plate and take a register the license plate and take a picture for the app, so that right, their license right. can be displayed on the app as a uh, license plate number. That is can be displayed on the app as well as their picture and how right. many stars they have. Right, and I also know they have the XL, which you can actually tell um, some people actually have their own cargo vans. Or, you know, shuttle buses, whatever, and they work for Uber and Lyft. So you talk about people, you know, taking a um, city bus. You get three or four of them together at the same time. They can carpool and use that and, you know, split, split the bill, you know, the kind of deal. So, yeah, I do see your point um, about, you know, the buses might not be, you know, everybody's only transportation. They have other alternatives now. So, yeah, that's a, that's a good thing out there. Yeah, I mean. And I feel and like And they get there quicker too. And they'll get there quicker. They don't have to go stop to stop to stop to stop. They get right. you from your door to the other door. Right. And 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 you know, then yeah, then you know they they can go on any road they want to versus a bus. They can't technically do that. I mean they can, but again, Yeah, no, you know, no, I get it because they there you have to designate your routes. I yeah, I I get you on that. So yeah. yeah, I mean that's a very good point that um if Tark keeps messing up, whatever, people are gonna look for alternatives, which is Uber and Lyft and you know, whatever other driving services are out there. <clears throat> that's that's a that's a very good point. Yeah, I mean now, I, I was gonna say 
Park has been around for nearly half a century since my I said since nineteen seventy four. So that'd be it'll be forty eight years next year, forty seven years this year. Got you. I got you. Yes. Oh yeah. Like I said, I'm like the um transportation alternatives they're out there so yeah i mean they do have i mean they maybe they don't have the power they think they have they maybe they just it's a um a, a a false power if you will it's like well people need us to get from point a to point b no they don't they have alternatives now you know right. what I'm like i said it might be a little bit more but you have you know a better chance of getting from point a to point b quicker you right. know that kind of deal now i'm gonna say i'm 34 so I said that since 1974. So when I was born, Tark was just celebrating its 13th anniversary. So when I started riding Tark, probably in, in the early 90s or something like that, we still had the paper transfers, but, but bus service was still like pretty great back then. This you can go take a bus just about anywhere you wanted to go, versus now, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. Like I said, even where I grew up in Orlando, we had tri-county transit, so it covered three different counties. Well, what right. was cool was because it covered Orange County. Seminole County and Osceola County. But now what's cool is you can catch a bus um, all the way out the other side of Sanford, which is Seminole County. Then yeah. it actually borders uh, Blucher County. Now, Blucher County is not on our transit route, but it's right on the border. So all you got to do is walk a block away, and now you took that bus from there to Daytona Beach. So you can actually catch a bus from Orlando, Florida to Daytona Beach. You know, it might take you about an hour, hour and a half. You know, you spend four or five bucks. But, hey, what's, what's, the, I mean, what's bad about going to the beach for five bucks? You know right. what I'm saying? Right. I was gonna say also we we have a we are a multi count we are a multi county transit system up here too. We right. did at one point five counties. Wow, you take wow a bus. that's a lot. Yeah, you can take a bus from here in Louisville all the way. Well, I'll take a bus, three buses from here in Louisville all the way out to the Amazon in Jeffersonville, Indiana, but at one point right, 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 right. here in Louisville all the way down to either Mount Washington, Kentucky, Shepherdsville, Kentucky, or go out to LaGrange, Kentucky, or if you want to go visit somebody at the at the local prison out there at a uh, Kentucky State uh, Reformatory, that was a bus that went there. Uh, what else? Um, you could take a bus all the way out to Selvesburg, Indiana at one point before that service stopped. You know, we used to have a service that served for students, potential students going to Ivy Tech over in um, Salisbury, Indiana. You could take a bus out there, and all you'd have to pay for real, for real, was like two fifty for your transfer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. You know, I was just, I was just rounding up, you know, five bucks, you know, transfer this, transfer that. So I mean, five bucks to go to the beach. I mean, that's not bad at all. But um, so yeah, but I mean, like I said, they are. In the situation now where they got to remind, they got to uh, be reminded that they're not the only transportation in the world. There is alternative right. transportation out there, and it's cheaper. And it, like I said, people are carpooling. Hey, it, it works, you know. Right. But other than that, um, we do got to get up out of here. And um, I do want to talk about this, the Delta variant, whatever. But I want to hold this till next week because I have um, a friend of mine. Who works out in South Florida and she works in the medical profession and she shares some information with me. And I don't know if I want to give it out because now, now me myself, I talk about anything and everything, but I don't want to disclose information that's not mine. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I don't want to, you know, <clears throat> make people think it's conspiracy or it's um this right here, this and that, that and I, nothing to do with none of those things. But I do have people that work in the medical professional and they share some information and I and it and it 
my head went, oh, fuck, I forgot about that. So there is something going on in Florida, and I'm pretty sure it's it's um connected to the rest of the world. But I want to hold that till next next um next episode next show, and I want to confirm with them if I can share the information. But if not, I can give y'all ideas what I'm talking about. Do you know what RSV is? Uh, respiratory something. Virus, Virus. right, 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 right. Um, that was actually a big, big thing in Florida for like you know 15 years. Right. Like you know, kids, um, you know, with the um, lot, lot of problems with that because of our, you know, our weather itself, um, our climate, you know, just I mean, whole nine yards of the southern conditions. RSV was a real. Um, situation in a lot of kids back in the day. Well, apparently it's it's resurfacing, but no one's talking about it because they're writing it off as COVID Delta. But I said I don't want to give up um, too much information on that. But think about the idea is, you know, what we saw last year. Sometimes people were told not to say certain things about certain medical things, or people were right. told to, um, you know, um, exaggerate numbers or to disclose, um, not disclose information. So there's a lot of stuff still out there. Like I said, I don't want to start any conspiracies, but I do want people to think that someone is something's going on that something ain't nobody's telling us, but I like to know why, you know, I, I got my own theories on why people aren't telling these, these things, but they're my theories, but I want to hold that till next week. But y'all think about the RSV and what we're seeing right now. And, you know, the narratives for the media, and just do your own research. You know, that's the only thing I can tell you, you know. Opinion, too. Huh? Form your own opinion, too. Right, right, right. That's the same thing. If people have their own opinions, I mean, we could talk about the vaccination thing, whatever. We can hold all that till next week. But until then, PS Universe, welcome home. And I'm glad y'all are back with us. I'm glad we're back with us. Uh, it's been a great night. I'm round two because... We tried it last night, and I, somewhere along the lines, um, I take full responsibility for all the technical because I do the recording, I do the editing, I do production, do all that. So I put it on my shoulders, not a problem. But at right. the same time, happy Friday the 13th. I love y'all. Glad y'all are back. I'm glad we're back. Rob, take a night to the folks. We're going to get up out of here. We love y'all. Peace. And I'm glad I could be able to, you know, get that rant out there. Maybe somebody that's from around this area will listen to it and be like hey share it with them share it with them yeah. everybody share, share with them. if you think that the stuff we talk about interests you and you have friends that have had the same kind of mindset turn them on to the show you never right. know they might find us something that you know that they like about us you know we do <laughs> all right we out of here all right later